Good morning, peeps. What it do, what it do. <laughs> no, TGIF, it is Friday. Or Friday, however you want to say it. It is coffee with queen. Go ahead and grab them cups. It doesn't matter the strength. Make sure you grab something to sweeten it up with. Let's get it. Good morning, people. It is Friday. Think, 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 thank God it is Friday. We've made it. Some people, it's the start of the week. Some people, your work week has just begun. We're going to get through it. We're going to make it do what it do. Yesterday, I was off, actually. I went to my daughter's school, <clears throat> and she had this bubble fest. Um, they were outside, flying kites, blowing bubbles, children, parents, teachers. That's what they were doing. And she's in pre-K. I'm talking about my youngest daughter. I love the, the turnout. It was a lot of parents there. A lot of fathers, too. Um, it, 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 it was a great time. I noticed, however, when I arrived that my daughter was off to the corner alone. She was kind of isolated, and that's not Zoe. If you know Zoe, she's like her mother. She's the life of the party. Um, she, she's vivacious, vibrant. She's just so outgoing. She loves everybody. She's just my unicorn is what I call her. So to see my daughter standing in the corner was a little odd to me. I walked over, gave her her bubbles and kite, and she was happy, of course, ecstatic. Mommy's here. Oh, my God. And I loved it. It made my day. And my daughter's very open. I keep everything transparent with them as if they're grown people. I'm preparing them to interact with society. I'm like, Zoe, what's wrong? As soon as I say what's wrong to my daughter, this little girl, and I mean baby girl, is about knee-high, uh, ponytails everywhere. She's so adorable. She rushes over with this ball of energy. and She grabs Zoe, Zoe's bubbles. Zoe has this look on her face, and I'm not going to do anything. I'm sitting here um, observing because now I'm trying to see if you're going to initiate what we've talked about. If you don't want her to have your bubbles, then you kindly ask her to get your, give your bubbles back. That didn't happen. So the little girl proceeds to open the top. And she goes to use Zoe Bubbles. And I can clearly tell by my daughter's facial expression that she's uncomfortable. So I asked the little girl for the bubbles. And she's like, no, I want to blow them. Can I blow them? Red flag. Go on. I'm like, no, baby girl. Um, these are Zoe Bubbles. So can I get the bubbles? But then the teacher came over. And she's like, call the little girl by name. Go over to your parent. I'm not sure why her parent wasn't paying her any attention and didn't notice that she was gone in the first place. Another red flag. Move on. We'll get back on that later. So I give up Zoe back her bubbles. And I'm like, Zoe, um, why didn't you say anything about getting your bubbles back? And my baby girl looked at me and said, that's the one that's mean to me. Instantly, my heart dropped to my stomach because we haven't had this conversation before. She said... Everybody else in the classroom likes me and thinks that I'm cool. She doesn't like me. I said, why? She said, because our names sound alike. My name is Zoe and her name is Chloe. That hurt my soul. 
What did I do about it? I had the conversation with my daughter instantly on site. You are not to ever worry about comparing yourself or worrying about another person's opinion of you or anything in relation to you. You're Zoe. There will always be another Zoe by name, but not another Zoe by person. I said a little bit more. I really had to build my daughter back up. To most, it probably was a little small tantrum, and she didn't even have an emotional breakdown. But to anyone else on the outside looking in, it probably was if something small that she would have gotten over, and that's how children play. But to me, that is not how it works. Because they are in a very fragile state at these ages, and they have to know how to interact with people. They have to know that they don't have to accept being mistreated by someone else because they don't like the person that they are. Bullies do exist in all ages. And that's exactly what I'm about to talk about. Those red flags that I just put on pause, I'm about to dig a little deeper. And see, the issue is in these children. As parents, you have to be more attentive to your children. And I know it's hard to do with this day and age when you have a household where more likely than not, you're going to need two incomes. So mommy is probably at work. Daddy is probably at work. Or maybe if it's a one-parent household, um, that particular parent is always gone because they have to be able to provide. So they have to be able to make ends meet. But when you become a parent, certain things become superficial and sacrificial. You have to be able to put your children first. And what I mean by that, without discrediting anyone and what they're doing, I don't know your individual struggles, but let's say, for instance, if right now your your way of living requires you to work two jobs and you have two to three children, even if it's one child, perhaps you may want to consider downgrading some of the things that you have, maybe getting a smaller apartment um, let them bunk up because as long as they have their children, their, their mother, their father, as long as they have their parent and the love, nurturing and guidance that they need, all the extra stuff is not really a necessity for a child. So downsize a little bit so that you have more time to spend with your child. Once again, I'm not by means trying to tell anyone how to live their life. I'm just sharing my experience. Um, because I actually been in a position where I actually had it all in most people's eyes. I was uh, married. We both had highly successful jobs and I was still building my business. However, I still noticed that I wasn't getting a lot of time with my children. And let's be honest, to get straight to the nitty gritty of it all, I feel as if my youngest child is actually where I got it all right. And you can never have it all right. But I feel like I was the most right in my parenting with my youngest child. And that's the fourth, which means that three children actually had to experience my ups and downs, the trials and tribulations of parenting. And in essence, it actually affected them. I'm pretty sure I'll have an experience or a story to share on another episode of Coffee with Queen because I've grown, I've lived, I've learned. And in order to be able to learn, you have to be able to take the negative about yourself, the flaws 
about yourself and implement them in, in an effective way in your development. That's what I did. I was highly flawed as a parent because by me not being there, I overcompensated. Because I didn't have much time, they pretty much got any and everything that they wanted. They were still good, doing good in school academically. They didn't have many problems in the neighborhood. They really weren't problematic kids. But I learned down the line with my older three that they had experiences, bad experiences with coping. When something didn't go their way, per se, not even in the household, it can be out in society, it kind of sort of broke their core. You want to know why? Because mommy provided all the time. Mommy was there to rescue all the time. May not be when they wanted, but when they needed, I overcompensated. I made sure that it was this, that, and a little bit more. Instead of implying me 100% wholeheartedly to the situation and tackling whatever issue they came about at that time, at that moment, I was too caught up in trying to provide a life for them, materialistic. And so was their father. So in essence, I missed a lot of what they were going through socially. However, I was able to, to correct that, as, as, as I stated in a previous episode, to change the way man thinks, change the way, change, to change man, change the way man thinks. And no, I'm not about to add that out because it's too much imperative information we've already discussed. Deal with it. Roll with me here. Sip on some of that coffee. Many times the keys are right in front of our eyes. Like, say, for instance, you send your child to school, this chippery child to school, and they come home and they're drained. They're not the same. And it's not from a long day, the usual, typical eight-hour school day exhaustion. It's a mental drain, a physical drain and a drain of the soul. The character has been challenged all day. When you see that in your child, you have to take the time to sit them down and talk to them to figure out what is going on. And for the parents of the more aggressive children, the parents of the bullies, your child may not be displaying these traits at home. Bullying their siblings, even being disrespectful to you. However, there is some sort of sign there that your child wants some type of attention from you and they want you to take a moment to hear them out. Perhaps they're not listening as much and you find yourself repeating, take out the trash, clean your room, and then they stump. Disagreeance. A little give back here and there. Children have a way of communicating with us without using words. The only way to pick these up is if you're paying attention, actively paying attention. It starts at home. Because when a child tends to feel neglected in their place of comfort, they go out into society, whether it be school, to a sporting event, 
but they go out into society and they reflect those feelings onto other people. It creates a chain reaction. They're reflecting their hurt onto their friends or their peers. They're damaging those little small individuals. These little people are going to grow up damaged, not trusting, timid for the rest of their lives. The bullies are going to grow up feeling entitled throughout life. They're probably going to be criminals. They're very well going to be deceitful individuals. So it has to start at home. If the children really are our future, we have to take the time that is required to guide them. And the moment that you find out that they're living within your, your, your womb, that's the time to start making sacrifices. It's no longer about us. It's about the children. There is no reason that a person so innocent should have so much aggression built up in the inside. And not everyone grows up in the most pristine environments. Come on now, queen, I've been there. My, my childhood is some of the most traumatic there is. Hence the reason I've been diagnosed with post-traumatic stress disorder. So I'm definitely not taking anything away from anyone's childhood. I'm saying we have the power to make a difference. So as parents, Hear me out. As kind, loving parents, you have to make certain sacrifices so that you can be there in your child's life and so that you can nip any issues, any circumstances, anything that is hindering the development of your child, you have the time to address it. How am I going to get the bills paid? How am I going to do this? Well, there's a will, there's a way. I completely left with everything that I had with four children because my 17-year-old son, 16 at the time, was being bullied in the streets. Completely different issue from bullying in school. It's bullied in the streets. And once and again, I don't blame these children. It's not at all the fault of the children. They have no guidance. They have nothing to look up to. They have no examples. Bullied in the streets is being bullied by guns, bullied by police, bullied by anything that could cost you your life. Do you think a bill or anything else was in my mind? Absolutely not. Only the lives of my children. That's it. I took anything that could fit in my vehicle, and I left. I withdrew my 401k, I hit the highway, and I bunked up in the hotel for 30 days. Yes, it did cost me. Yes, I did cry endless nights in a hotel room. But I did not, did not want my children to have their childhood stripped away from them because of society. Because of the lack of nurturing, caring, attention, and providence for another child. 
I was not about to lose mine for someone else's. We have to be there for these children. Their lives depend on it. Our lives depend on it. Listen to your children. Be there for your children. It's not a child's job to know how to act. It's a parent's job to teach them. And we have to make sure we teach them in the correct way. Once again, we're distracted by everything that it takes to live through the day-to-day. But you have to make the correct sacrifices. If it takes a village to raise a child, make sure you have the correct village in your life. Make sure you have the correct participants that want to make sure they're guiding your children right. Our children are our future. And we have to make sure we start acting like we care about our future. Let's get it together and it starts at home. It starts with the little children that we gave birth to. Let's make them the world because eventually they will be this very world. Happy birthday sis. It is your day. 412 belongs to you all day. It's Friday. Do what you do. Coffee with Queen. Until next time. Holla at your girl. Oh, before I let go, make sure you use that message button. You can send me anything you're thinking, good, bad, and different. Let's get it on the show.